Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bobuilo podcast community. Hey everyone, welcome back to Did You Have To, and if you didn't know, we changed our motto. We're just two bad bitches talking about anime. And today, Mm -hmm. we are reviewing the live action adaptation of something we've been talking about since the start of this podcast, Ace Attorney. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And we have a special... Oh, and we, you go. Nope, you, go. you go ahead. Nope. You, I'll, as always, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And joining yes. them tonight is Carolyn. Okay. Co-host. I'm sorry. Here's what's happened with Lanisha. Perfect. So much better than what I could have done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good thing is you've recorded with both of us, so you're a pro at this. You know our, You know we'll mess up and do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for us to finally do this recording. I have wanted to talk about this movie for forever. One, because I love this video game that the anime is based on, but also it's just really fun that I get to yell mm-hmm. objection <laughs> this entire episode. Rejected. <laughs> oh, that won't, that will not get old yet. Um, uh, but probably, I apologize for the people who listen to this with the So this is um, where we enact, if you're not in a car, just take a drink every time Nisha says objection. <laughs> It'll be a good night. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna cool it. So we can get, before we, get, before we go any further, um, let's get into crunch time. Yeah. So you want to go? F- yeah, guest. Would you like to go first if you have any anime Nisha. focused things you've watched? If some, if somebody's oh. listening to this first time, you should tell them what oh. crunch time is. My bad, Kate. That's your job. <laughs> you do that. Yep. So if this is your first time listening to Did You Have to? Crunch time is the time that we take at the start of the show to discuss any anime that we're reading right or that we're watching right now, any manga that we're reading, or pretty much just anything that's going on in the world of weeb. And, uh, no, I have not read any anime recently or watched any anime. I do have a lot I need to get caught up on, though. Like I was telling you guys before we started recording, I have to get caught up on Neon Genesis, mm. One Punch Man, Castlevania. Um, Lord, I forgot the name of the other show. Good gosh. <laughs> the same Cannon Can- Busters. Busters. But for this Saturday yep. night, we're going to be, re- oh. um, what? we're going to be live tweeting, say, Smanos. Um, which is on Twitter, yeah. and I know Kate loves, so Yay. we're going to be like tweeting that for um, Saturday Night Cypher, so I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, nope, no anime that I have that I watched this week, but I did watch a few K-dramas that I got caught up on, started a new one tonight in the midst of writing a review, because I need to give my brain <laughs> a break. So, yeah, that's it. What's the new the one? The new one is one called Cash the Ghost, so this one is a romantic dramedy, so and it's like thriller too, so it's about this uh, Ricky detective, but I should not, she's not a detective, she's a police officer with the Seoul subway um, system, so like the Seoul subway system is like the third largest subway system in the world, and they actually have their own police force. So to like monitor, because like they have, I think it's they have 15 lines, which is like 300, and then it has like 300 trains or something like that. So so she joined the 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 train force, as I'm calling it, to find this to find this serial killer who we who she suspects kidnapped and killed her, possibly killed her sister. So it's very interesting to watch everything, and it's hilarious. There's scenes I have me like laugh out loud, funny, and the main lead. Um, is like really interesting and uh he's cute too it kind of reminds me of Hyun Bin from memories of Alhambra but that 
that's it. And I've been watching Vagabond, and I finished watching um, the last game drama that I completed was Graceful Family, which was amazing. Oh my gosh, that show is so good. Talk about fashion. <laughs> but yes. Nice. Yep. You have a long anime list, so is the life of a weeb. So you fit in perfectly with us. <laughs> Looking at Kate, if you finished watching The Promise Never. Every episode! <laughs> and I'm sure that Becca's gonna tweet about this again to remind me. Mm-hmm. I need it, though. Keep sending them, Becca. Keep it's sending fine. them. I appreciate it. Yep, but it's fine. You busy lady. It's okay. It's gonna be a year soon, but it's fine. It's fine. No salt. It's fine. I'm not. No salt whatsoever. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not petty. I would just really like it if at least two of my co-hosts, one of my co-hosts, watched The Promised Neverland with me. I know it's about children being eaten by demons, but you know, <laughs> I'm not petty. <laughs> not in um. <laughs> nope. But so, um, I'll go next because I. I'm a bit of, I've been watching my guilty pleasure of anime, which is Lupin the Third. Um, it all started with me watching the, the Count of Cagliostro on Netflix. So that one's on, the movie's the on Netflix. The one where he which, calls him Wolf? Yes, I did not watch the English dub. <laughs> I just want to make sure people know. Usually I am not a dubs versus subs person. I hate those arguments, but the Netflix dub of Lupin the Third is terrible it is peak cringe because the translators didn't even try like they put it in google translator and said oh lupin you mean wolf (laughs) yes that's what it's it's that's not his name that's never been his name it's terrible and that's not even the original english dub that's what makes me so mad so so I watched it. In the, I, I watched it. The Japanese so they, sub. So they thought Lupin uh, meant Lupine. And then, and it's 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 yeah. It's it's a mess. I I just can't. But I love the Hayao Miyazaki. I love that Hayao Miyazaki worked on that one because it's just like they're just so so scenic and beautiful, and it's just like such a good movie. Um, and it's like everything I love about Lupin the Third, which led me to watching, basically binging all of the Lupin the Third Part Three. Um of the series like the, the that iteration of the series on Crunchyroll so I've just been really really enjoying watching like problematic 70s anime with Lupin being the womanizer mm. that he is and then just realizing how many jokes went over my head and how inappropriate it was that I watched this when I was 10 I years really old <laughs> yeah but it's just it's like it's everything i love about like spy and like the whole like oh i don't know film noir yeah. is the word but i kind of feel like it's yeah. A, yeah okay so yeah i would i would even give it that genre and it's like also like capers and murder like all this stuff rolled into like one anime series and then i think of lupin being the jumping point for a lot of things that inspired characters like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Like Jet, like he, Lupin the Third has a lot of influence in a lot of anime. And it's like, I just love that character type. Like he's goofy and he's funny, but he also has like this little charm and wit to him. But then it's also like the whole gang of people that surrounds him and then they all bring something to the table. And I'm just, I love this damn series so much. And it's, I know it's problematic, but don't, don't judge me. I mean, they are making that new CG animation version of it, which looks beautiful. Yes. I didn't right. know and that I would need it. 
I didn't know I would need it either, but it's kind of close. Like, it reminds me of, well, actually, since the Lupin one was announced first, I'm assuming the Scooby-Doo one was announced yeah. afterwards. Um, but that kind of animation, I'm not typically a fan of 3D animation when it comes to, like, anime, mm-hmm. because they're not usually done well. <laughs> Ultraman. They usually, they don't, they, Ultraman. Yeah. Ultraman. Uh, Saint Seiya. They just don't move as fluidly, but this 3D animation one for Lupin, it looks dope, and I won a video game for it immediately also, <laughs> so. Or it's just you uh, driving in a car no. filled with money. Yes! <laughs> I get to live out my fantasy of just robbing the rich? Yes! <laughs> um, so to oh. go off of uh, tropiness of Lupin into uh, anime with a character inspired by a Lupin character, Fujiko, Ooh. I watch. I rewatched all of Samurai Champloo. Um, <gasps> yeah, which I forgot how. No, not that I forgot, but like, it's been a good six years since I've watched Samurai Champloo all the way through, and it is mm-hmm. still beautiful. If you don't know what uh, Samurai Champloo Champloo is, it's by the same guy who did Cowboy Bebop. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's Daisuke something. I don't remember his last name. Um, but in it, Mugen is a ferocious, animalistic warrior with a fighting style inspired by breakdancing. Jin is a ronin samurai who wanders the countryside alone, and they may not be friends, but their paths continually cross. And when ditzy waitress Fu gets him out of hot water with the local magistrate, the three agree to join her search for the samurai who smells like sunflowers. It has, like, this and Cowboy Bebop they do mm-hmm. the thing that I love where uh, you don't use music as just the background piece, but you actually make it flow into the story and flow into the atmosphere. Yes. And I found my, in all, because there's 26 episodes, I rewatched all 26 episodes, and I found myself again being like, okay, does adult Kate want Jin or does adult Kate want Mugen? <laughs> <laughs> you know what kind of podcast what, what this is, is. the answer um and yes. i couldn't what? figure out which but I, I i still think that mugen has it and i will continually yes. go for mugen <laughs> that All is the correct time. answer it is always mugen yep uh i just uh as but i have to ask you a more important question than that do you ship food with mugen or Jin? okay so Oh, we got saved. <laughs> no, 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 no. Based on story, I ship her with Mugen. Based on okay. selfishness, because I want Mugen, I ship her with Jin. <laughs> okay, I can. Ex- I accept this. I accept this. This is fine. I understand fine. canon this pretty much has her and Mugen good, but... Mm-hmm. And all the fan fiction I read afterwards say Girl, they're you together, wrote that so that's what fiction. I believe. You shush. You shush. Don't expose me. <laughs> we did that on like episode uh, two. You're exposed. It's out. <laughs> that's true. But no one knows what my author name is. And it's too embarrassing to ever utter because 16 year old Nisha was trash. No, wait. 13 year old Nisha was trash. <laughs> nope. But no, that is a classic series. And I, yeah, that's a that's a good rewatch. Yeah. Like, and it's like one of those you don't have to watch every year. Like for me, I'm probably going to watch Lupin the Third once a year. But I feel like Samurai Champloo is just like so unique and just, it's, it's yeah. good. 
Because I, really I had good. attempted to watch. There's four episodes out right now, My Hero Academia. Um, but I, I, I need it all. So I watched the first two and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do this to myself. So I'm going to wait right. for it to wrap till I actually catch up. Oh, yeah. I've been storing up. It's got about like maybe, is it, it's got a few episodes now. Yeah. You said I think four? it's four oh. right now. It's either. Oh, I'm waiting. In, I'm going to wait until it's got seven. Then I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start. Smart. But now we can I move just... into our film because we, I have effectively Yay. brought thirst into the conversation. And we have talked about what we wa- what we watched. So those are the two the two yep. first things that we talk about at the top of the show. <laughs> yep. If we had a checklist, it's literally what did we watch, how we doing, and then thirst about someone something. Oh, okay. I would want to point. I got a message from uh, Paige from Gilmore Ball Z, and she was saying how she was oh. listening to another podcast, and she said, "But it's not like listening to you and Nisha talk about Sace Manos." Like she did, man, and type in oath, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I, uh, I, I, love and I that. went to lunch with some of the some of the uh, the animators over at Powerhouse, um, and That's the right. first thing that they brought up was like, yeah, we loved it when you said you would hug Salentia with his with your legs, and I was like, oh god, literally all of you Yay. heard this. I literally cackled when you said that. I was just like, I'm yeah. dead. You just said it's so small, like, I'll hug him with my legs. I'm like, what, Kate? I'm supposed to be the one that's real thirsty. I'm kidding. No, we're both thirsty here. So, yep. <laughs> that's, I guess that's my brand on both shows. Carolyn, when we were recording, so here's what happened earlier this week. We're just like, oh, yeah, we thirst here, too. I'm we like, do. it's what hmm. we do. <laughs> Am I a thirst fluencer? Am I a thirst fluencer? Is a that thirst a thirst fluencer? It's just, just what thirst we do. Fluencer. Like, Three thirsts away. We willingly walk into those thirst traps and say, well, because where I found myself today. <sighs> and it happens regularly. True. True. Uh, but that yeah. was oh, but me yes. watching so, Tune In For Love. Uh, listen, don't even start me. Don't even, you know, don't even start me talking about Jung Hae. Oh, oh. He's gorgeous. Where is going to turn to and a that movie, that movie... <laughs> Is beautiful and I cried and I can't wait to hear. What Have you think me about here it. biting I my I butt. Laughed. Listen, you know, <laughs> you know how I feel about that man. Oh my! Listen, he does earnest, sweet, serious, and badass so well. Like he can switch from cuddly and soft to like, I will rip your head off. The twinkle in your eye. Ah, I listen, swear. does that like, in this movie? Listen, listen. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> y'all have had y'all K-drama. Listen, you all know how I feel about him. Like, something in the rain. He was in something I in the rain and then he topped it in one spring night. There's a scene in one spring night. I am like, where he tells the guy, like, I give you one chance to mess with me. I will put you on your knees. I'm like, yes. such a good scene. I'm like, he was like, I will put you on your knees. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. And then I was like, I'll get on my knees. But that's not what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I may have watched that scene a few, I may have rewound that scene a few times. Okay, calm, calm down. You know what? I want to do a special K drama. I want to do a special episode where we do, like, we do our top K drama (laughs) characters like definitely Jung Hae and Hyun Bin gotta go with my boo um uh Park So Joon Park Young Sik 
And then I also... <laughs> we can make this happen and we just have to live stream it, like put a slideshow together of the men <laughs> so we can like put it on YouTube and be like, him, okay, give your reasons. Listen. <laughs> I think people would enjoy that. The people would enjoy that very much. So. I know, um, I'm nodding my head in agreement. All right, oh. <laughs> oh, so Ace Attorney uh, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what oh, we yeah, were Ace to Attorney. Talk about originally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's fine. This happens on the show. It's all good. We're on. We're on schedule. We're on track. Like that Thirst, time uh, about being shipped you with Thirst. Dimple. So hmm? no, no. Who's Dimple? Mm-mm. Still have not forgiven y'all for that. No, no, we don't have to know. We can explain who Dimple is afterwards. We're not going I'll down. I'll send you a picture when we're done. Because <laughs> Jeff and Kate like to joke about my affinity for men with broad shoulders. That's we it. shipped you with a man with broad shoulders, Nisha. That's not a man. He's a ghost. <laughs> it's not a man. He's a ghost. And he's a ghost slime, like Slimer. Mm. Stop. He got muscles, though. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. No. Anywho, Ace Attorney. Okay, so we watched the live action adaptation of Ace Attorney. Just to give you guys a background on the source material, Ace Attorney is, it started off as a video game, and then it was turned into an anime in 2016 so the anime is based on the first three video games in the series ace attorney takes place in an alternate world where the court system has been changed to the point where trials are held in first instance courts and they must reach a verdict within three days phoenix wright is a rookie defense lawyer who works under his mentor mia fey when mia is murdered phoenix befriends her younger sister maya a spirit medium in training who can channel the spirits of the dead. Joined by Maya, Phoenix heads up the Wright & Co. law offices and stands up to defend his clients in court, often butting heads with several prosecutors, most notably his childhood friend, Miles Edgeworth. So that's just the summary of the source material and what that is. <clears throat> and it is and a Capcom honestly, game, which means there are also attractive men in it, because that's what Capcom does. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. They do a good job. Yeah, just ignore the hair. <laughs> if you can just I'm that. good with that hair. I don't know what you're talking about. The hair is funny. it's the wig. I couldn't get pet that that line. That line on that wig. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't. Hey, you know what? I, we'll talk about it when we get to that. But of all the bad right. wigs that we have come across, this one at least knew they were bad. Oh, and it wasn't it was accurate. It was accurate to the source material, so I can't judge it for that. It's just mm. a, so not to get into too much of the wigs right just yet. Let's talk a little bit about the plot for the live action. So for the most part, from the summary I read from the anime and from the video games, mm. it's pretty spot on. It's the we open up with Phoenix Wright in the courtroom, sweating bullets, nervous about a trial where his friend Larry Butts is on trial for accused murder and this is like it's just like the same setup it's the whole thing and i liked how they opened it they just like dove into them being in yeah. court already and it's like just versus you know giving us a lot of exposition and explaining how the court system mm. works they just like show they just do it like in front of you and we see the trial and then, like, I kind of like that versus them having to go through it all over again. I don't know. That's just because I've seen the anime and I'm, I'm familiar with it. But, but for y'all 
I don't know if you guys are that familiar with the source material as far as like the video games and the anime. I am. Mm, no. Mostly the anime though. No, I wasn't really familiar. The only thing I knew about it because we had because we had spoken <coughs> about doing the um the podcast recording for it is because I had seen people someone mentioned it before like like probably like last year and I think you probably mm-hmm. mentioned it too and then I saw um First Love at TIFF and the that film is direct was written and directed by Takashi Miki who's the director of Ace um Ace Attorney so that's like where my knowledge of the film came from because then you told me that right. it was an adaptation of a game and my friend um on twitter was like well you have to watch this he's like if you love for if you love takashi miki um for a sub you'll you'll love ace Stream. <laughs> i'm like well that's all that's i'm sold that's all i need to know right uh which fun and fact this is the third takashi miki film that we have actually done on this podcast mm. yeah he's done like a hundred blade of the immortal Oh, yeah, he was more than 100. They're a lot. Which, uh, plug for Shudder. If you like, uh, if a lot of people think Shudder is just horror, uh, Shudder, the AMC streaming platform, actually has a giant selection of Takeshi Miki's uh, Yakuza films, as well as some of his more, like, uh, not hard house, but, like, more, like, grindcore movies, like Audition and uh, Ichi the Killer. So if you are interested in more Takeshi Miki, you should check out Shudder. And if you want to listen to our other Takeshi Miki episodes, you can go to uh, the one where we did Yakuza Apocalypse, which that movie was a shit show. And that was a mess. It had the potential. It had the potential to be more than what it was, but it was it, it was garbage. I'm sorry. Like the, the first half of the movie, great setup. That second half, they said, fuck the plot. <laughs> they threw the plot out the window and just said forget the plot don't matter no more yep i just sorry this isn't that we did this episode already y'all go back and listen to that one it's it's a wild movie it's just so wild and then you can go the first half is good and then you can go watch the really really long blade of the immortal movie oh which is a beautiful movie just real long it's great it's a great movie but it is oh they didn't have i don't know i don't know if i prefer it being split or because was it almost three hours i can't remember it was over three hours oh my god oh my god we watched a movie that was oh oh, no yeah but it's it was so good and spot on for like a lot of reasons like costuming and everything Mm -hmm. so i will give this man his credits where they're due when it comes to like source material and like accuracy When it comes well, to costuming. Here's one of the things that's actually really interesting since we're like since he directed the film. Um uh, Takashi Miki is like he's he's one of these guys or one of these directors who has genre hopped so much. So like I first came into him when I came into So my very for, first J horror movie was Audition. And that was Takashi uh, film. And that kind of started my love of Japanese horror. Um, but he's also done stuff like 13 Assassins. The 13 Assassins remake, which is pretty mm. much a shot-for-shot um, adaptation of the original 13 Assassins movie in 2010. He did that one. And then he That's, did First Love, no which is like a Yakuza movie filled with emotion. It's a romantic Yakuza oh. movie. Like, we don't get much of those. And then he did. I need to see this. I want to watch. I it. love that film. It's one of my favorites from Tiff. It's one of my favorite favorites from Fantastic Fest. 
it's it's real it's good. Really he's good. he's a phenomenal director. And but I will say, if you go into one of his movies, read the description because you should know that like he's capable of like real like high art, not a lot of gore. And then, like, heads rolling in the street. So if you have issues with either of those things. First Love is kind of like that. It's not, like, heads rolling. But, like, there is, like, a lot of blood strip. I would call it a lot of strategic blood. The head rolls in the beginning. And... Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so heads do roll. Yeah. And, and, limbs, do, and limbs do get do come up missing. So there is that, but it's not done like gratuitous. I don't think to me it's not done gratuitously, but it's funny. Yeah, the way thing a lot of the scenes yes. are, especially the okay. scene with the in the where and the, um, what do you call it? The department the, the, store. The store was freaking hilarious and awesome, and I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> and then that's like one of the really cool things because then you go to something like audition. Where it's like this woman who essentially traps men and cuts off their feet mm. so they can't escape. So like what? that's a completely different thing. Oh, and then you have something like Ichi the Killer where that is like <clears throat> gratuitous gore. Like as much as you can do. And yeah. it has like one of this uh, Ichi, the, the, the main guy, he has slits in the side of his mouth that are pierced shut. And so they do this, like, really, he does, uh, Amiki does this really cool shot where the guy inhales, and when he inhales from a cigarette, the prosthetic lets the smoke out the sides of his mouth, and it's, it's visually stunning. But yeah, he's been everywhere with, like, 120 films under his belt, like. (laughs) Prolific. Mm -hmm. He's got a long mm-hmm. list. Of that, films. That's the I best know, word like, to describe him, Carolyn. Prolific. I think he does. There's an interview yeah. that I read in prep for TIFF. I think he says he does like three to four films a year. Yep. Which is madness, if you ask Staying me. Staying booked and busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's. It sounds like a lot, but it means. I mean, if you love what you do, yeah. is it really well, work? If you look at his Wikipedia page, he's, he's been producing at least two features, or at least at least two movies uh, since 1991, every year. And then if you look in 99, when Audition came out, he has seven. The man had seven films come out in 1999. Oof, crazy. Wow. Yeah. but he's like i can't even imagine icon like do you sleep that's my first question if you like okay (laughs) goal for the podcast get this man on the show and my first question is do you sleep like how because you you obviously when do you have time to sleep when you're making almost three films a year Mm -hmm. well that being said yeah yeah um but no, i was just interested to like so kate you being familiar with it and, Ka- and caroline you saying like how you weren't familiar with the source at all how did you feel like i guess first off sorry i should say this for y'all listening you have to suspend belief with the court <laughs> systems and how we know how they work yeah because <laughs> again in that summary that i read um it's not like actual court like the only things they probably have in common are like this like objection and i i, I, like, I will i will say it. what he did was kind of realistic because 
because <clears throat> in this system, I can't remember the exact term mm-hmm. they use for you in the system, but where it is is like you have the 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 instead of the def- the defendant and the plaintiff facing off uh, testifying, it's the def- it's the defense attorney and the prosecutor who are battling against each other. Right. They're the ones who have to present their arguments. Now, this is interesting because back in the feudal mm-hmm. system in um in in the in British system, like archaic Arab court system, it was kind of like that. You had what you call trial by fire, where it, which is basic, um, which is basically mm. like, um, and this is where a lot of common law is based off of, um, and the adversarial system is based off of. Where you had the person who was uh, the, the accused, they had to prove their innocence, and part as sometimes part of that is like they had to actually um, do, they had to win arguments. And they had to like, and then there was this um, this part where like, if you drowned, <laughs> you were guilty. <laughs> like, if you drowned, like, what? <laughs> or if you win like a, um, or if you win like a a fight, if you had someone, and like, there is kind of like referencing Game of Thrones to where you had somebody like fight for you, kind of, and that is kind of like that situation. So like, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? Technically, this did happen back in the olden days of the court system before it became civilized. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, there and it also mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But, oh, but I but I thought the way they presented their argument, I thought the course, I thought it was interesting where you don't have the defendant and the plaintiff doing. You have the attorney attorneys battling out there, like basically like boxers in a ring. It was like verbal right. sparring, which I thought was hilarious, which I actually love. So like um, that was interesting for me, right? Yeah, and so like uh, the system, they so essentially what happens uh, if you're not familiar with with the with the Ace Attorney world is like. Uh, there's so many crimes being committed that they have to like streamline mm-hmm. the process, and so they do the bench trial mm-hmm. system, which is actually the name of a system bench trial of yes. like a trial yes. type that happens, which is a bench trial. And so the difference mm-hmm. in a like in a real world bench trial, the difference is that uh, essentially you the judge judges your case; it's yep. not the jury, so it's yeah. you remove them from it. Um, it's not like what it is in the movie, but it is at least have like the same name and kind of like concept of like, uh, you have to prove your case in a very different way. Yeah, that's that's um, the term bench trial. It was like no trial something, but yeah, it's kind of similar and it's kind of a thing because yeah. So you remove the jury. This is so. And if I was reading, I was reading from Wikipedia. So like, um, Phoenix, he actually does introduce the jury system into the into that universe later on down in the in thing. So that was right. interesting to me. But is it is? But then the problem comes where like I was this because they have three days and like you you have this amount of time to present your argument and present your case and. If and and it doesn't necessarily only rely on evidence. It has to do with how well you argue your point, right? So that's the part where that's where yep. that's where mm-hmm. Phoenix cracked me up because he you could see like there's moments where he's like ah uh, he's like digging and those right. and like he was like you're like he's gonna lose this case because he's like having a a, a mental block and that's utterly ridiculous. Right. It's not that he doesn't know the thing, but it's like because it he crazy. can't think of the answer in that moment. It's like well, guess you I guess you lose this argument. Henceforth, your client is guilty. Madness. Right. <laughs> right. But it's so funny because, like, even in the game, it's, like, it gives you, like, the options to choose. Like, okay, think of the most plausible reason. So, like, him coming up with, like, um, anyone could have been there. There could have been some, how do we know that it's them specifically? And then they, then they have to accept, like, okay, the court has to consider the theory that there was a different person and not the person who's on trial mm-hmm. that did it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, 
that's basically, I mean, at, at some point, you know, I, I like law, t- like TV <laughs> law shows and everything, but like, ultimately, that's a thing that lawyers do. You have to present your case, but you also have to present other possibilities to the courtroom as a way to prove your client's innocence. So, but I love that the actor who was playing Phoenix is just like really good at those facial yeah. expressions. I'm just like, um, hold on. <laughs> Let me try to figure something else <laughs> out. Um, like Phoenix reminded me of just like, yes, this is me when I like have a meeting and I know the mm-hmm. answers, but I'm struggling to say the answers. Uh, but that was just like yeah. So he was good. actually I actually yeah. kind of related to him because that's kind of me with my cock with when I have my cock fog. It's like it's it's like that is like the answers there, but like mm-hmm. you can't find it and you don't know how to say. It. And I'm like, what? It's happening and it's kind of like a writer's block too where you're like, you want to write and you're like, but it's all stuck in the back of your and you can't get it out. And it's like, oh, you're straining. Like somebody give me the answers. So it was funny, but it was actually kind of relatable mm-hmm. too. Right. This is good. But yeah. The bi- <laughs> yeah. So I think that's like the whole thing though. Like people like just when you, uh, just being able to suspend the belief with this, series as a whole and going forward from there but it's just like it's so good and like it like hits on those comedic tones but i forgot that people be like actually showing up to the courtroom like it's a concert yeah like how they they be (laughs) he's like oh i bought my ticket i'm like you you paid money to be here for this court like for this for this case because it's in that courtroom was Because it was packed. the big case. Because you remember uh, at the beginning, it starts out with uh, Phoenix. He, his his first case is um, held in like right. the back room of the court of the courthouse. So like, because it's a small time case, so it's mm-hmm. like not that important. It's like he's back there with the cleaners and everything. And then like he gets to the big case. So then it's like inside the big house, which is actually, again, kind of, I, I think, a, a call back to how the court system was back in the day because but especially for north american court systems and for european court systems like when if when the court system first started a lot of it was held in like places like bars right or like whorehouses mm-hmm. like they would actually hold courts um they would actually hold trials inside of a bar and the judge would go from like um and the judge would yeah. go from circuit court that's where it came from the judge would actually travel from town to town prosecuting cases so they went and started out with him at the in the back room i'm like this makes perfect sense to me actually right oh yeah and i guess it's another thing that i like with i liked how they built out more of the world like the anime does it but then it's also just like from the video game it's not as built out like like as in the Mm. anime and the movie but like they build it out more of like showing how much people are very much they don't, it's very black and white for the court system in this world that they live in. Like, the one woman who is, like, the witness at the lake, she's like, oh, you're a defense attorney? You must defend criminals. You're yeah. the bad side of the law. I'm, on, like, I, I'm on the good side. I'm gonna go help the prosecutors. And I, I should, like, I should go do this. So it's kind of like, you see how much, like, people were, like, are so, like, interested or, like, really into like how the court system plays and impacts the other things around them but like that's to the point of like what kate said like there's just so many crimes happening at a rate that this is the this is why the court system is such a huge deal like they're treated like they're but, superstars but isn't that like the same point. thing that we do now in like society anyway like you have like those court cases those big court cases get like media coverage like crazy and it is treated like a circus it's treated like mm-hmm. an event 
right? So it's like, so it is right. anime and it seems ridiculous watching it on screen like that because all these people, because of this, the crazy hairstyles and the costumes. But if you take away the costumes and the hairstyle and you put them in, right. and if you were to put them in like a court in like a show like on All Rays or in S- or SVU, it would be, it would as literally be an episode of SVU. True. It could be similar, which, sorry, I have to plug this. If y'all have not seen it yet, please go to YouTube and watch Real Lawyers Watching Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. It is hilarious because it's just like watching doctors watch mm. Grey's Anatomy. Like that's the, that doesn't happen. That's yeah. not how it works. And it's just like their reaction. I have to watch that because <laughs> that so was fun. me watching the film. Ooh. Like watching, I was like, that will not happen. Like, the way people that's present stuff and then leave the courtroom. Like witnesses were like, I I said what I gave saying. I'm out. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think too. So, like one of the, I, I try not to be one of those people that's like, I was almost a lawyer, but all I did was take like a couple of classes. No, so, but like, uh, I don't bring it up too much because that's not the path I chose to go to life in life. But uh, in college, I, uh, I actually took my LSAT. I sat in on law classes at UT, and one of the reasons oh, wow. why I decided to. Um, to not pursue law uh because one i was going to go into criminal defense and like civil rights stuff which is like there's no money mm. and i was gonna be real real poor mm. um and <laughs> i had been real real poor all my life and i couldn't do real real poor again um <laughs> but also Preach. i found out that like 90 percent of all of that isn't actually court no it is just filing paperwork and it is just making like even as a defense attorney, where essentially you are defending an extreme amount of uh, extreme amount of clients, and like hug a defense attorney, like those people are overworked. Like public mm-hmm, defenders, right. they are overworked to hell. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. bulk of that work is filing paperwork or showing up to court to just be like, yes. And then go. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of arguments that happen. Exactly. And so I was like, well, I was like, not that I don't still love this, but I'm just going to go do this thing because this is like. You're like TV light to me. Exactly. I can can tell you because I did paralegal. This is not what Novak did in in, in SBU. Exactly. Because I can tell you because I I, I got my diploma in paralegal studies and like when we like, when you do like all the different courses and stuff, you realize a lot of it is administrative work. A lot of it is illegal secretaries. A lot of it is the law clerks. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when when you watch TV shows, like they show like, oh, it's it's all about being a lawyer. I'm mean, like, all the courses is the court system and the trials. Everything's a lawyer. I'm like, nah. You need to be paying attention to the clerks. You need to be paying attention to the legal secretaries. You need right. to be paying attention to the messengers. You need to be paying attention to the to the you know like the it's the people in the background that are actually doing most of the work. Like the, the like mm-hmm. Clay said, especially for public defenders, they go up there. Their job is to say, okay, I'm here to represent my client. Okay, are we gonna have a, a acquittal or not acquittal? Are we gonna have a if it's a misdemeanor, you're gonna plead down? Or are you gonna try and make a deal? Most of it is like striking a deal, pay fines, and out of the room, mm-hmm. right? So like so mm-hmm. so it's like, right. Like I was like my first the first law class I sat into that my my last year was a torts class, mm-hmm. and I was like. Uh, I, love I don't want this paperwork. <laughs> common sense law. That's my kind. Yes. Of common sense law. Tort. That's that. Was, that's where I was gonna have to do my, most of my stuff. Like, don't give me all the rest of the stuff. Like, give me common sense. I'm I'm not built out for torts, but I do have a friend who does whose entire specialty is contract law. Mm-hmm. I like contract law, and that's all I she like does. Contract law and like and and like that kind of stuff, like criminal. 
I want to go into marketing law. I I, I could, but that I, I couldn't again, do criminal because like one of my teachers were like, he was like, you can't do criminal law. He's like, you would cuss the judge out. <laughs> uh, he like he's he straight up told me that because he'd be like he like if you know that some issues going down you'd be straight up telling the judge like yeah this ain't right and he's like I would not recommend you for well, criminal law. So right. like one of the weird things I heard from one of my uh from one of the one of the people who had interviewed me for UT he was like I'm gonna be honest with you you're too passionate for this and I was like what do you mean yep. you need the passion he's like nope. no he's like you're not gonna be able to present things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and if you are, the court system will crush your passion. Yep. He's like, you oh. like it, it takes a special degree of like maneuverability and like honestly, like uh, what's the word uh, for like not not tact. a pacifist, tact. but like you need tact. Pa- there, tact, you need yes. tact, and you have to tact be able to and like the ability to muzzle know your, to, and you have to like, be able to muzzle yourself, which I'm like. Eh. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. So then instead, I went to go do a PhD, which I left anyway because I couldn't muzzle myself. <laughs> Look at where I am. I'm doing film, and criticism now I do passion. none of that. Exactly. I have a diploma, and I'm doing film criticism. <laughs> exactly. I'm and like, deferring all of my. I don't do that. And deferring all of my payments for school because I'm like, <laughs> you will get the money when I have it. I don't have it now, so defer payment. <laughs> That's exactly what my husband's doing. <laughs> work y'all y'all doing that is what you're doing that's the right thing to do defer (laughs) defer defer i wish i could (laughs) defer defer that takes work to defer stuff so y'all have to update my deferment Um, again this week don't don't wait get that in um but i want to add something because like so a big thing about phoenix um that i always like him like for him as a character is he since he's a defense attorney like you guys are talking about like how defense attorneys like as we know them like they're very much mm-hmm. overworked or like they like how much of their time is just like spread thin but he takes every case to heart like he does like he actually fights for justice like he doesn't want to just like pl- have his clients plead guilty so i liked how like they really focused on that with it like in the movie with him focusing on like no we're fighting for the truth like if you didn't do it then i believe you if you said you didn't do it i have to believe you and it's like it's not like he just gets larry like in the first court case like he knows larry didn't do it not just because he he's his friend but because he trusts larry and the same thing when it's like so in the movie again y'all know what the kind of podcast this is we give spoilers when maya dies um sorry when maya is murdered and he comes like to this and, like, that whole thing happens, and he's just, like, it's not just about proving that her sister didn't do it, it's about proving who the real mm-hmm. murderer was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't about just proving that, of course, he's, like, your sister didn't do it. But I did have, I did yell him, like, when he walked in and he grabbed the step. Exactly, <laughs> it was like, Stop. come on now. Fingerprints. <laughs> It's like fingerprints, like, man. And I thought they were going to take the movie another direction. I really thought they were because he touched it. I'm like, stop it. I know. Oh, I thought the movie was going to be about him trying to prove his innocence thing. as well as hers. And I'm like, they, they kind of like switched it up completely. Where they're like, nah, we got a witness. It wasn't you. Put it down. And I was like, yes. I'm like, that hardly ever happens in a film where they're like, where it's like the cop was acting yeah. as the audience. He was like, come on, dude. Let's be real. It ain't you. It's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, why? He's like, why would it be you? Right. And I love that. But yeah, when it's I just, saw him take up the statue, I'm like, yeah. Come on. But like how that's set up, 
Uh, yeah, but I and I think that's what I've just like I really like about the, that's why I like the game so much and why I've always liked the character and then the anime and then like how they did this movie. So, um, I was trying to see if there's anything else we specifically wanted to talk about the movie. Do y'all have anything, any notes or anything you want to comment um, on the movie overall before we get into like discussing the set, the characters, what we well, like, okay. like a lot of my stuff is characters. Yeah, well, kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. Okay, kind of went off of what you said with him. But what I think, what I love about Phoenix too is he's very principled in the fact that he. It doesn't yes. matter who the person is because even like when we get in later like uh the main culprit of everything is this other attorney and he's not doing anything out of like a personal vendor whether or not he likes the person he's like no like even if you're a crappy person there's no reason why you should do this right and like with the same yeah. character red white he was like you're a shitty human being but you deserve to have just you we deserve to find out who killed you too right so i like that he's very principled and he sticks to his convictions, yeah. but he also he's also willing to listen to other people too. Like for Maya, he doesn't he doesn't discount her um her her advice. He listens to her, and even for Larry, like there are times where he needs help, and he has no problem going to Larry. He's like, "Yo, look, let me this. I need your help. Like, tell me what's your what's what what do you think I should do?" And like I like that, right? He doesn't let his position or his his position as an attorney make him think that he knows better than anyone else. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things, too, because it keeps him likable. <laughs> because, like, I think one of the reasons why we end up hating, like, attorneys on, like, different pieces of media is because they refuse to listen to anybody else. Like, they they know what's right. They right. got that piece. And I think you're 100% mm -hmm. right. Like, he's more, like, he's going to stand strong in what he believes. But if but he's open right. to you showing him otherwise. Mm -hmm. Or he's open to, like, engaging in that conversation. I 100% agree with that take. <laughs> and I think it's it's right. one of the best things that keeps it really engaging too because that's one of the things I hate like I love smart characters and I love like um willful characters mm -hmm. like I love them but they're so easy to get wrong if you push them too much and like mm -hmm. this is the only thing that matters or it's on like only me and so I, I think that that's one of the things that keeps you engaged throughout the film. Yeah, I, I think the thing that mm -hmm. I think this is something that a lot of writers and a lot of directors of films of any genre miss a lot is that you can have smart characters who are also empathetic because they have this thing where they have people who are smart and they have to be douches. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. just because you're smart doesn't mean that you have to be cold or standoffish or be a jerk to people like intellect, yeah. in, intellect, um, was intelligence has nothing to do with emotional intellect, right? So it's like, yeah, right. Smart. I'm. I'm a. I think I'm a smart, empathetic person. The you, the two of you, are smart, empathetic yeah. people. Like, why can't we see this more in TV shows, especially Thank with you. female characters? <laughs> yeah, I want mm -hmm. smart, empathetic characters, yeah. people, and I think Phoenix is like that. He he right. initially he comes off as a joke, but then when you look at him in in hindsight, he's a very smart and a very empathetic person. Yeah, right. You're right, because he does consider things that other people overlook and, like, don't pay attention to. Like, con looking at the prosecutors that they went up against, like, what's your point? What are you saying? You're just making excuses. And it's like, no, this matters. And it's like, we can get in, I guess, specifically when we're talking about that bird. Yeah. When the bird takes the... Yes. Plant, when the bird is... Up. I was like, And I was really like, hold on. Do I remember this being in the game? Like, did the bird actually go to the stand? <laughs> it's like, of course, this would never happen in an actual court of law. But 
It's because it's the, he looks <laughs> for the clues. Knows. He looks bird for the could clues. Be a, a bird could be a witness Girl. because, as you saw, he was repeating things. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but I the part know. of the scene, you know what was killing me about know. that scene? is like you get random feathers falling from the sky. I'm like, where the hell are these feathers coming from? <laughs> the bird is on the stem, but you have feathers falling from the sky, falling into the scene. And I'm like, what's up with these feathers? <laughs> Sorry, I just spilled my water. You're <laughs> good. No worries. Um, but, so yeah, if that's all we all have on the, just like the movie, like the like what we've discussed, we can kind of move into like mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah, and set design. Yeah, oh yeah, set, de- oh god, yes, the set oh. design. So yeah, let's just, let's do set design first. Um, so, Kate, you take it yes, away. Yes, that, those court, does that court design is beautiful mm-hmm. and grand and just epic yep. in scale. It, it there's mm-hmm. like it it really it really strikes that balance between um not overpowering its characters but also giving you the feeling that you have when you're in the video game and it everything is blown yes. to such large proportions. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and then the way the characters interact with it is what I really was what I really really like like the uh my favorite thing are the giant, the holographic screens that come up. Yes. And so, like, oh yeah, where uh, Phoenix puts, like, slams his hands on the table and then throws yes. it out. Like, that's just great. It adds an element that makes the environment. Um, it's it's not just there. Like, the environment becomes a character too. Mm-hmm. Like, the courtroom becomes a character that is also playing along with everybody. It, it's really, really right. well done. Yeah, yeah. I- Oh, yeah. I love the I love set it. design too because it's very um it's very different because it's and I think this is very something very um common in anime and manga where you have it's like this yeah. steampunk feel but it's also set modern and futuristic at futuristic um tones at the same time because like if you look the court has a very European feel which I think is a very yeah. something very Thing in very common in Japanese mangas is um like a lot of like architecture is like European, especially like mm-hmm. from the eight from like the eighteenth or early nineteenth century, and the courtroom is like that. So it's it's like an old it's like a old uh, courtroom, but and then the the uniform and then the the costuming is very is uh, matches the era. But then you also have people coming in wearing clothes that were from the time because the film came out in. The film... 2015? 2012. No, no, no. So, yeah, so they're in the fashion of that time. And some people even had on what it would call futuristic fashion at the same time. And you have people wearing, like, all kind of colors and stuff. And it was weird and interesting to see. But, like, yeah, one of my favorite things in the film is, like, with the projections. Like, you have the holographic screens coming up. And, like, the way, like, this, like, different hand gestures, like, they snap their hands. Or they even speak. And, like, things would appear. I'm like, what, what, who, who's operating this stuff? Show me the person or the computer operating these projection screens. Because then they mention things and, this, and, the, and the evidence would appear. I'm like, where is this evidence come from? He just came up with this idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Right. But it's so funny. But I'm like, I would be, like, that would be a great thing to see in the actual courtroom, though. Or even like a classroom where you could just like project your um your work um the in thi- in into thin air and then be like there here's my presentation no more need for uh for old school PowerPoint with a flash drive <laughs> just put the paper on the table and it projects across the screen <laughs> randomly you're like you think a thought I'm like there's my evidence my my case has been presented. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you know how much fun I would have if I could do that in real life? And I could just like, but I would also want objection to appear above my head (laughs) when I do it. It's so funny. Oh, it's just so good. But yeah, I agree with everything about like just the set design. I definitely liked the element with the whole like holograms, like doing that. I think that was very smart for them to do decide to present that present it. So it's not like that in the game. Um, Because I thought that was a game element. No, actually, in the game it's different, and it's only because like you as the player are seeing everything on the screen. So I imagine that's why they did it that way to as like just like in the game you would see the evidence like appear to you like on okay. a slide like okay here's the evidence here's the letter that here's the photo you look at it so just like how they presented it to everyone there like they show it so the whole court can see but like you the player can only are, are mm, seeing yeah. it okay no, 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 that so sense. they kind um, of like worked in like the front piece uh, UI uh, that's real to us and like worked mm-hmm. it into the world which is actually real it's a really cool nod mm-hmm it was great great touch and then i especially liked how like when he used that bullet like he threw the bullet up in the air <laughs> and, and like that yes. kind of stuff <laughs> and it catched and scanned in and they're like what did, i'm like phoenix like what did you get all small like <laughs> and that's the other thing about the like, his character that like, his character so he becomes more sophisticated as the film goes on well, a little bit more right. sophisticated, not too sophisticated, because he's still his like goofy well, self. It's his confidence, also. Yes, like he starts to carry mm-hmm. himself differently. Right. It's like it took, and it's like I like that, and I I always have griped about this, but I know it's because it's a part of the plot. But it's like because my Maya's death really impacted him because Maya was his mentor. Yeah. Um, um, and it was always also kind of hinted at that they might have had something more. So, I mean, maybe this is just me being a weave and shipping things okay, hold on. together. Pause. But I need to know. The whole thing is just like Maya. No, I just uh-huh. need to know. What exactly is a weeb? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, when a lot, so a while ago, how do I explain this? Okay, so otaku is what is Japanese for essentially like an excessive fan. And so back when Nisha and I were first in anime, otaku is what we would call mm-hmm. ourselves or what we would ascribe yeah. to. As it's moved, there was a derogatory element called weeaboo. And the weeaboos are the dudes, usually dudes, who are like too much into it mm. and like toxic because of it. Okay. So And then from weeaboo came weebs who are just people who love anime. Okay. I can't. Okay, I get, I get, you know, because I know about otakus. I know about otakus. And yeah. like, weeaboos, I guess that's similar to like Koreaboos. So Koreaboos, there's like the super Korean, like at, like K-pop and like fans of like Korean culture. Like they take it to like a whole other level, almost yeah. to the point of fetishization. So yeah, I kind of, okay. So. Yes, that's a weeaboo, 100%. Like a weeaboos are walking around with their hentai pillows of like, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I, and then weebs are just like. Weebs are now otaku, essentially. Okay, so like me. So I would consider myself, what would I call myself? I'm like a, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of Asian culture, anime, TV shows. I'm a fan of culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Okay, so continue. So go back on no. back on track. Sorry, I guess we should we probably should have explained what weebs are a while ago in case for other people who No, because I had to ask because um, I saw someone else I saw a couple of my other Twitter friends say the same thing. And I'm like, what the heck is a weeb? And I was like, okay, I, I acted like I knew, but I'm like, no, I don't know. So I had to find out. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's also like so like it so weeb does how to explain it. So weebs so otaku is just anybody who lives who who is like a nerd that way. Mm-hmm. So like that gets used in Japan. Weebs is specifically in reference to anybody who isn't Japanese that ha- who who thinks. Yeah. That. So yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's derogatory, um. but like. Weeaboo is probably right. Weeaboo's the ones that are like kind of like you said the Kriaboos like there's mm. yeah they out there mm. okay. <laughs> we stay away from yeah. it. that is the shadowy place where we don't go it's, it's that's so like uh, that's like when um, Mufasa told Simba to stay away from the sh- stay away from the darkness yep. yep everything the light touches yep. is ours but beyond yep. stay away <laughs> mm-hmm Yep. We gonna, I will make that meme and post it so y'all can use it as a diagram moving forward. Um, but, oh yeah, so we were talking about um, Phoenix and his confidence. But yeah, I think like the whole thing with Maya's death, death, ooh, I cannot talk, death and everything happening. And then like he got, you kind of see him grow with confidence. But I kind of like that because in the game, I don't, I hope y'all didn't think it was weird, like Carolyn, because you have, you're not familiar with the game. But like her ghost does show up in the game, like... Like, the whole thing with her possessing her no, sister no, no, no. and using her sister. Because, like, you know, their mother, their family, mediums, they come right? from yeah. a family so of, like, psychics. Sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mediums. Yeah. So that was fine. And it's just, like, I know, like, when I was watching it, my sister was with me. She was just kind of like, wait, why is she, ain't she dead? My sister's like, ain't she dead? Why is she there? She's she supposed to be dead. And I'm just like, because it happens in the game. And it's just like, I realized. Oh, wait. You guys are paused someone again. who had not watched the game. It's kind of weird oh, wait, to no, see a back. ghost. Oh, wait, no, you're paused again. Oh, okay. Hold up. I wait. Uh, can you hear us now? Uh, you good? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. okay. Katie's moving her head back and forth. Um, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess we've talked. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about Phoenix. But what were some of y'all other characters that y'all liked, or your comments on other characters? I just loved their designs. Like, I we've talked about it on the, on the on the podcast before like there are some times where if you go hard in on what the anime had it misses the mark because a, lo- a lot of the times they try to go hard in while still trying to make it like seem real almost but then you have the go in hard in and they know exactly what they're going to be kind of like how Gintama was like this stuff is anime to the 10th level and I don't care if those wigs were bad I loved them I loved them so much because it was just like when you stop and think about it like is phoenix the same without that hair like i feel no. like he has to have that hair to be phoenix right they're all this they're so, all like, like i'll be against this movie if he didn't have the hair because mm-hmm. usually what happens um if, if you haven't seen too many like live action anime adaptations they'll just give them the same color hair or they won't give mm-hmm. them the same color hair. They're, they'll just use, like, uh, Orihime in the Bleach uh, live action. Mm-hmm. So that character right. is bright orange hair. But in the live action, she just has brown hair, but they put the, the, the same clip she has in. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like, right. because they're trying to make it more, Palatable. like, marketable as a live action movie. Whereas right. this, I feel like all of those characters and from the time period that, it, that they come from, I feel like they have to look that way. 
They, and I think it works. They do, and that's I think that's why I think um, Takashi Miki does really well. Is like he leans in to the absurdity of the things yeah. when he needs to. Um, because like for this, he like he's like this is based on a game. People, let's let's be real about it. So yeah. he's just like he like we're gonna go lean straight into it. And there's parts where like there's ser- there's a scene and I think is utterly hilarious and is genius at the same time. Where, um, cause there's some aspects of it that has kind of like a film noir feel to it, like a, like a old, you know, like an old film noir, um, detective show film. And there's this scene where it is, uh, Phoenix, um, the cop, I can't remember the, the cop's name, the, the cop and Maya, and they're standing in this warehouse cause they were looking for this guy and they're in silhouette. So like they have the, the light outside and they're in silhouette. And it's like the the conversation is actually really serious, but it looks hilarious because you have the outline of their hair, and it's like I can't take this serious because I you're here, dude. It's like swooped on in the back and it's in shadow, mm-hmm. and it's like us. It's like and I think it's amazing. It's an amazing shot because it's like it's so it's an intense conversation, but it's like his hair is in swoops, and that's all I kept thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the swoops, <laughs> but yeah, but no, it's like he leaned all like Takashi Miki like leaned all into it. And I'm like, bravo to you, sir. Right, I definitely like that though. But like, as much as I was like joking about the wig earlier, I think it's just because like it took it took me a second to kind of like, okay, this is mm-hmm. the character wig, but it's just because like I'm thinking like in real life, I don't know. How or who cut your hairline like <laughs> yeah, that? No. But you deserve a refund. Yeah, it's just it is the widows, the the double, the quadruple. I think it's quadruple or even like but a quid. What's, it? What's five? Five is a. It's just quid, four quid, 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 because it's he like has a, the it's main five. way to speak. Because they have one in the middle the and then the two yeah. at the sides. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, it's just like oh. <laughs> But you know he's still a good actor. Still good. Still I okay. would it works. still hit that. So like yeah. I <laughs> yeah, the, in that wig. Yeah, yeah the actor is Miss Hiroki and Narimiya. He cute. He's, like okay. Yeah. He cute. <laughs> I looked him up immediately. I'm like, oh, he cute. This is great. <laughs> um, but it's also like so. Comp- we're going to talk about wigs. Miles Edwards' <laughs> wig. I just wanted to take off of his head. Even when they did the flashback scene of them being children. <laughs> His was pretty. He, yeah, his his was a thing. It is a problem. <laughs> it is a very big problem. But you know, there was an afro in this one. That which one was like, I was like, come on. I just that was a lot. <laughs> that afro was a lot. I was like, why? I was, I'll leave it there. At least I gave her a headband. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit. It was weird. It was a mess. But I'm I was sorry. literally like. I'm get. I got to talk about wigs. Oh, yeah, those were those were some wigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Another thing I liked about like the movie overall that he that he did a really good job of including from the game and the series. So if you noticed when my when either lawyer is making a really good point in the case, the other lawyer starts to sweat yeah. and this gets disheveled <laughs> and they're like moving their hair and like getting stressed out. And my the big court case, the climax with that man would keep pushing his hair back. It was so good. That was my that- so good it's the little things oh and they did the anime faint or whatever like the the, the when everybody I, falls 
when yeah had me because I was like, what oh, is happening? Because trope. I was like, like especially when he said something extremely stupid or asked a question that makes no sense, everybody would dodge yes. it. They're like, I'm not. They're like, I'm gonna miss that. Yes. Like, <laughs> they're like, that's a stupid question. I'm avoiding it. That made my day when he was just like, so after midnight <laughs> on Christmas Day. So it was not Christmas Eve anymore. <laughs> just everybody and everybody, the judge, the prosecutor, everybody does it, and that's what makes it so good. So, yes. uh, this man does a great job of using tropes and like putting them into yeah, my action. So, as much as I give him flack for Yakuza Vampire, Yakuza Cop, whatever it's called at this point, I can't remember. Yakuza Pop. It's, it's so good. Yakuza Apocalypse. It should just been called Yakuza Vampire. <laughs> just gonna leave it there, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so moving on from those characters, anything, anyone else that y'all like, or anything, any other little things? Uh, I, I like I said, like I really liked um Mai's character. Like she wasn't a a typical mm. female trope because that like, you thought she would be there. Sorry, I know my video thing. Um, you thought she would just be there to act as like a not a foil, but like a hindrance because sometimes in these, um, like especially when I watch like certain animes, like those kind of female, um, female characters who are like the supportive characters, they act like all, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like very naive and like ah, that kind yeah. of thing. And I thought that's why her like ditzy, yeah, ditzy. Right. And I thought that's why her character was gonna be, but she she wasn't. She was actually very smart. And she helped. She helped Phoenix a lot, mm-hmm. and she would point out certain things, and he would listen. And and I, I, and that's what I like. I like her character was smart, and she was allowed to show that she was smart, and she was observant because she would notice things mm-hmm. that he didn't notice, and she'd be like, "This does not seem right." And he, and he, there are times he didn't listen, but then there are times he was like, "Okay, you know what? Sound advice. I'm going to take it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked her too. I think I think point. one of my favorite scenes. It's like really small and kind of insignificant, but it's when um, can't remember his name. His friends when he gets off because uh, they realize that there was a fourteen hour time difference mm. between New York and where. Oh, Larry. Yes, Bucks. and when he like runs out, he's like. I'm free, <laughs> and then like nobody cares, and he's like running up to the camera, and they're just like, "Look at me!" Yes. <laughs> and I was like, "No, dude, go away!" And I was like, right. "I like this." Now it was like a really small uh, moment, but it was one that I think like really leaned into kind of like the absurdity of the world, <laughs> while also yes. like just showcasing. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. And, like, showcase, like, the absurdity of the world while also, like, balancing out, like, what kind of characters are, um, not against, but, like, what Phoenix exists in. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know why that's one of my favorites, but. No, it's funny, because it's just, like, Larry is just, like, so, what, are the, what is the word? He's that friend. I'm just gonna say he th- he's that friend everybody has when you got the friend that gets in trouble, but you know they didn't do it. But <laughs> and then his whole reaction and then like because like to your point, like the world they exist in, it's basically they are every they live in this world where people are convinced that if you committed if you are on trial for a crime, you must have done it. Yeah. And and that's not problematic at all. And even the cops, like, they they were, like, kind of against Phoenix at the beginning. I'm like, what are you doing? They're the criminals. Obviously, you shouldn't, like, try to help them get free. 
And it's just like, because you have to look at all the clues and you have to listen to them and do all. So it's, it's just like you said, I like, I like that scene because it's just so, it's like how people don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. They just always assume that they're the murderers or they're guilty. Mm-hmm. But it's also, Larry was really funny. Like, he had funny moments. (laughs) He did. He did. I liked it. Yeah. Um, And then, let's see. Sorry, I have to, like, we have not had, like, no, we just did a review. So I'm, like, I'm remembering off the top of my head. So we've talked about the characters, the set design, uh, the things we liked. Um, What are some things we did not like, if there were any? Um, I think some of the dialogue is pretty wordy. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's not like a huge critique or like even really that bad just because like the type of movie that it is, like you expect it to right. be that way. But there were just some moments like in between. I So I feel like in between the courtroom scenes, some of those moments mm-hmm. dragged a little for me. But once you got into the courtroom, it was like, whoo. Um, yeah. using a sound effect to <laughs> explain a feeling because <laughs> I can't use words. It, there was just no. a... It, tonally, there were some differences between when the court is taking place and outside of it, which is understandable and it mm-hmm. makes sense. But it, it it lost some of the cohesion for me in that. But it's not mm-hmm. like it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I would okay. agree because I don't think there's anything major. Like it, it, it is what it's supposed yeah. to be. It's an entertaining adaptation of a video game, and it is it like he did exactly what he set out to do. Mm-hmm. And and yep. The things that we would normally complain about makes no sense complaining about because, like, again, based on a video game. And, like, exactly. absurd is the it world. It's the style yeah. of what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be absurd. Yep. Yeah. And it's absurd done really well. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? So that yes. it's not even the absurd done badly. It's, yeah. like, done really well. So, like, everything works. And, um, yeah, I can't think of anything that doesn't work for me. Like, all the characters work. I think we get to know each of them enough sufficiently to care about them um yeah but even like mm-hmm. with larry like he's you can tell he's a smart person because he invents things and like they end up like people make fun of them but they end up needing to use his inventions um to solve the cases right, right. so so that works and um yeah i don't think i don't give it any there's no major negatives for me none that i can think of yeah so my only thing was going into the movie when I saw the runtime was a little over two hours. I was like, oh, this is going to be long. But I retract that because how they did it, it does not feel like a two hour long movie. Yeah. It's like they cover three cases in the movie and it's not it just it doesn't feel super drawn out and long. And I say that as like we talked about the play of the immortal is three hours long. That feels like a long yeah. movie. This does not feel that long once you get or into like, it. Or like, what was like, it? Like, Gintama goes... Tama felt like I spent a whole ass day Oof. watching that. Yep. That's a long movie. And it wasn't even that. It's probably around the same runtime as that as this movie. Yeah. But to your point about the dialogue, it's like, it, it really is like, once you get in the courtroom, the scenes are happening, things are happening so fast that I think you I lost track of time. I'm like, oh, the movie's almost over. Dang. So... It's pretty, I, I liked it for like, and same thing with like the, assert, the absurdity stuff. It works for mm-hmm. what he was going yeah. for to make it an adaptation. So, and, and yeah. So nothing, and the I, thing I, is, I is that the, and I actually wish they they had done a sequel because I, I would have loved to see um, Maya come back 
working with him at the law office. So that's so that to me is a is definite positive where I actually oh, yeah. wanted them. I wouldn't have minded ten more minutes or even like a little like um, montage at the end showing her coming back and thing. So like that to me is what yeah. makes success. That's where I'm like I need to see her what happens afterwards. Yeah. Because if you want to go back yeah. into that world, you know that the job was done with mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, exactly. I will say I did look up other anime movies that Takashi Miki did. And uh, we already said we weren't going to watch Terraformers, but he did do that one. Oh, <laughs> We're no. not going to do that one. I understand. That's right. Um, but he Tell also me. does one called As oh. the Gods Will, mm-hmm. which is a uh, high school Ooh. horror um, and then uh, I did not know. So I knew Ichi the Killer was a manga. I didn't know Ichi the Killer is an anime. So now I have a reason to make us watch Ooh. Ichi the Killer on this on this Yay. podcast. No, I'm fine with that. I can do yeah. this. He's done. I'm fine. He like Takeshi Miki has done a lot of like anime adaptations or like manga adaptations. Like you can, and I think mm-hmm. that that's, I think I think that that's probably why Ace works so well is because he he loves yeah. the material. And because he's done so many of them, like, I would just guess that he he knows the type of adaptation that it takes. Like, mm-hmm. where where to um, where to bring out pieces of it that are very, very anime and where to, like, work it narratively to be, like, a feature. Like, that's not something that's extremely right. easy. And that's something that we've had critiqued on a lot of the anime or the live mm-hmm. actions that we've that we've talked about. So, yeah. Because I think the a big challenge with all this stuff, like, as we've, like, I've, I've lost track. We're maybe at episode 27. We're? We're approaching episode 30. Well, 28? I, I know we're in the upper 20s. 28? 28. Okay. 28 or 27. It might be 27, actually. Yeah. So, point is, we've been doing this for over a year now. And, like, we've watched a bunch of things. But we that is, like, a big critique of just, like, the challenge of taking the source material and then putting it with live actual people is a huge challenge because I think so many people get caught up in trying to ground it, mm-hmm. like grounding the characters, grounding the world. Instead, like there's death times note. you need to write that piece of crap. We will never watch again, but it's like, there's just no reason to like with the example of death note, there's no reason to ground it. There's no reason to act like it is fine. The way it was presented it, there's no reason to like do all this extra stuff that makes it more absurd. Whereas like Phoenix Wright, like Ace Attorney does a really great job of leaning into the world and building upon it in a live action. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also the loop in the third movie that we watch, the live action for that, which Carolyn, I think you would love that a lot. Just because like I know how much you love um, K-dramas. I think you would love the loop in the third movie. Yeah. Um, but they take a lot of they lean into the world of Lupin but they adjust it and bring it to like the modern world like to our day and age now and it works for them and it's not and it's not it's not that hard like he still has gadgets he still does all this stuff so same thing with this is like sometimes people just have to know when to lean more into the absurdity into like into the tropes and when not to ground things so much like Bleach I think did a decent job I just wish they hadn't done i wish they hadn't changed so much with some of the characters no now you yeah. see now you're saying that because that's being, one of the reasons i think i love all that is to so say much. miki is, knows the shit and he can keep 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, oh. You froze. Oh, and sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to talk oh, over oh, okay. you. You just froze. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, I would say I think that's one of the reasons I love K-dramas so much is when there's K-dramas that are especially the ones based on webtoons and uh, mangas, like, they lean into certain mm-hmm. aspects of it. Like, certain, like, one that I, we talked about this before in the podcast where, like, um, in shows, like, in Black and... Um, Stronger Dubon Soon. Memories about- And some of the other ones oh, yeah. where, like, there's, like, aspects where, like, you hear, like, the sound effects. So you see, like, literal emojis pop up on the screen because that's how it would have been in, like, mangas and stuff. Like, they lean into that. They're like, we know this is based on a manga. We know this is based on a webtoon. There's certain things that happen that we will acknowledge and say, remind you, this is not based on reality. So you have, like, literal emojis pop up on screen. Yeah. Or, like, dogs barking or, like, those kind of stuff. And you're like... And like mm-hmm. it seemed absurd at first, but you're like, this makes sense because this is based on this reality and this this is based on this world, right? So like that's what, I think that's one of the reasons I love K dramas and stuff. Like right. they're not afraid to lean into certain things that I think a lot of Western a lot of Western creators are afraid to do. Like there's one that I watched recently called Be Melodramatic, mm-hmm. and they and the way they break the fourth wall in this show. Like, you have the characters talking to you, but then there's, like, they talk about promotion. Like, we know that K-dramas especially are known for product placement. And they will they legit wrote the product placements into the script. And they're, they're like, telling you, yes, we know we're advertising this product and we're doing it because we have to pay the bills so we can make this show. And see, back into the, and then, like, back. And, like, I love that kind of stuff, right? So, it's, like, <laughs> I, I just love it. So, I think, and that's what I love about, um... Um, is attorney is like we are in this world we acknowledge it let's not pretend it's not something that it isn't yeah I think for everything that that Carolyn said and for everything that that Nisha said I, I think I think that that's why when we look back at the people who have directed a lot of the live actions that we've liked here we're going to find that they're probably going to be the Japanese-directed ones. Or they are the Japanese-directed mm-hmm. ones. And they're the ones that have done multiples. And I think it's right. because they love it and they know what to do there. And they're not afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, I could definitely see somebody coming in and being like, and this may just be like a Western mentality too because you see it happen a lot in comic book movies. You're like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to elevate this thing. And I'm like, no, honey, don't right. elevate it. Just do it the thing. Ele- That's all you have to do. Yeah, I hate when they yeah, talk about elevate it. Like, because like, I was going to also talk because you talked about it is like, um, the comic book adaptation that we're getting now with Marvel. I love the MCU, but then there's times where they take things too serious and they're trying to be all too dramatic. And that's why I think Thor Ragnarok is probably the better adaptation, let's be real, of, of all of the films. Like, the other films are great, like, story-wise and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, Taika Waititi, he leans into the absurdity of the fact that these are characters and this is a film based on comic book characters. Like, you have meat who's a, a pile of, yeah. a talking pile of rocks and like and no sorry meek isn't what, what is Meek? we don't know what meek is but you have meek is a large is he i think he's a like an overgrown lover or something and then there's the one that the character that laurie the one that the pile, literal pile of rocks that ytt voice cork. cork and cork. he's like i'm yeah. a pile of rocks like we're not why are we gonna try to take this make this is too serious and they're like and he's like we are there's aliens in space Right, and he like leans into that, and I think that's why mm-hmm. I think Taika's uh, um, 
take on adaptations works so well because like Takashi Miki and a lot of these other Japanese mm-hmm. directors and I would say probably a few Korean directors too they're like they don't try to as you say elevate it they know they're not trying to be all bourgeoisie with it and they're like no it's a film about people that are drawn on paper yeah mm-hmm. you're right which fun fact is why I really do hope if we are getting an Akira Live action adaptation. I hope Taika hope stays attached. We shall yes, see. Because I really, I really they're having hope. problems I with really it. Right? They're, they're having production problems. They've yeah. So they don't have they don't have problems. Yeah. They have they they he just like he he's gonna do it and everything's lined up to do it. He they just mm-hmm. uh, he got tapped for mm. Thor three right. or Thor four, and so he had to shuffle that ahead. And so it got pushed. Right. Back. Yeah, because some of the stuff that we were uh, seeing about the Akira, yeah. like what they were talking about changing some of the like locations. People were like, why would you take it out of Japan? And we were yeah, like, Yeah, so it was one of those where that it wasn't so the first things that were getting talked so like Akira is a movie that has been talked about getting live action remade since like two thousand and mm-hmm. like mid two thousands. Um, it's been a thing for like forever and like different people keep buying the rights and keep trying to do different stuff with it. And so the one that Taika signed on to, it was said that it was going to be essentially inspired by Akira. So, like, everything that happens in Akira, but, like, somewhere else. But it's real weird. And and, And then it's also real weird, too, because a lot of the original creators want that to happen. So it's happening with your name right now as well. Um, where like mm-hmm. the creators of the properties want their properties not to be directly remade, but to be like rebooted in a way that is specific to the area that's making them. So it turns into like this really like convoluted mess of a discussion <laughs> with what's happening mm-hmm. with things. But like, in all honesty, I will believe that Akira is going to be a live action movie when it opens because I've heard too much about that movie for forever I don't think it's ever gonna happen I believe it when I see it it's like Kingdom Hearts 3 yep (laughs) I don't believe it until I see it in my hand so until they put it on Netflix Hulu wherever it's gonna be I'll wait Mm -hmm. patiently Mm -hmm. um but I'm not gonna put too much hope into it until we see a trailer yeah then an actual trailer with an announcement and a date yeah because it's also like that that happened to Alita for a really long time too and then Mm -hmm. I think like right now like I think Tiger and Bunny is like gonna it's like gonna be a live action and I know Voltron is up there as well but like there is so and then the talks of no sorry go ahead it's the talks of My Hero Academia yeah. getting oh. a, a, like, the American oh God, studio no. doing it, which I'm just like, yeah. To be fair, we, having watched I as many live actions that we have watched, almost mm-hmm. every single live action that we have watched has come from an American studio. Lionsgate mm-hmm. and WB have been the studios behind uh, the yeah. Ron- Roni Kenshin, Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. Um, and there were two others that we watched that we actually liked that they were behind. Yeah. So, and it's not so much the studio that I'm worried about. It's going the to writers be and the director who is going to do it. Yeah. And yeah. And like, if it's going to be like, if you get like someone who's going to be like this director for Ace Attorney, who cares about the source material. And like, if it's, if it's something that's based on it, that's one thing, but don't change up and like call yeah. quirks a completely different power. Yeah, yeah. Like don't, it has to like, be a take respect. Out all my... There has to be a respect right. for the material. 
that's it and that's all i'm saying like don't do a death note yeah that's like just don't do death note that's fair (laughs) they're trying to appeal i'll be completely honest here they're trying to appeal to white american audiences completely forgetting that these these properties have fans of all races all over the world and that's what they should be trying to appeal to so that's why they should be like honoring this this judgment instead of trying to appeal to a certain demographic because they want it to be marketable well, I think they also are trying to appeal to an audience of, like, the broader audience of, like, people who aren't familiar with the source yeah. material, too, which is, like, sometimes you don't have to do Yeah, because, like, that. we talked about it with Death Note, with Death Note. Like, Japanese storytelling, mm-hmm. especially around shonen, is completely yep. different than Western storytelling. Mm-hmm. So whenever, mm-hmm. whenever a Western piece, whether they're, like, doesn't matter what they are, if they're just Western and, like, not... Uh, like not okay like how do i say it western storytelling is about the underdog Mm. japanese storytelling is about somebody who has all of the power and has to learn how to manage it and those are Mm -hmm. two very different ideas of a story that don't mesh and so that is something that in live action especially when like american studios do it they're trying to Mm -hmm. map this east the like the japanese storytelling in into the american context and they shift it to where they make somebody an art make somebody an undergod or like in uh death notes case they make light like empathetic and light isn't empathetic light is a sociopath he's not. and like he's a sociopath japan isn't afraid to do it that like your him. main character is a sociopath but, that you hate but that's an american that's what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be but that's i think that's an american especially if it's something ad- uh, adapted by white men they try to make the villains uh sympathetic Usually, all the time, like I would say, like eighty percent of the time, well, and that's it's like, the thing, though, and so that's the like, problem. Where it's like, and that's the thing I love about Asian film, especially in general, is like the unless it's for specific reasons, they're like the villain is the villain, and you you're supposed you're meant to hate his because you're not meant to empathize with him, and yeah. like they don't like every villain doesn't have a tragic backstory. They're like this person is a yakuza because. Sometimes it has like because yeah. for a certain reason or this and it's like I straight up evil and that's and that's fine like you can have things but where you have like for Western um, films like, especially with those kind of they're trying to make you they're trying to create sympathy for for the devil basically and it's like you don't need that you don't need that to make a compelling story most yeah. often and not a compelling villain is the one where you don't need to try to understand he's just straight up evil like his ass needs to go like yeah take him out right and I think it gets hard. I think it gets hard when you look at something like Death Note is like, and at least like, mm-hmm. I think Adam Wingard did it um, in one of his interviews. He was talking about like, they didn't know how to essentially make, because it was a Netflix film, they didn't know how to make the main character be that bad. Like they're scared to, like American studios are scared mm-hmm. to just make your lead character because your lead, like it's not even like the lead character is a villain. It's just a lead character is just a bad guy. Yeah. Anti-hero. Um, and, they don't, and yeah. And they didn't want to do that. Um, and but the right. one thing that I do think My Hero Academia has going in its favor is Deku is actually based on Spider Man, and oh, right. all of My Acad- My Hero Academia ac- uh, lore is based on American stories. Oh, okay. all of so it. that would make every yeah. single piece of it is based on American comic books because something that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand is that the superhero genre that we know, the comic based, that is a predominantly American phenomenon in that other places have comics, but they don't look like our storytelling until like 20, I think 2005 is when it starts to delineate. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw that work in my master's, 
Um, and that's when you start to see like the things that like replicate it. But it was very mm-hmm. much an American concept. And the uh, the creator of My Hero Academia was so like his favorite hero is Spider-Man. And so when he went to go write a shonen, he was like, I don't want this to be a typical shonen. I want this to be a Spider-Man shonen. And so he created a world mm-hmm. that was deeply, deeply, deeply um, grounded in the American mythos mm-hmm. and like how we view heroes. Um, there's still elements like the sports tournament because oh, there always has to be a school festival in like Japanese anime. Right. But like that is one thing that I do think My Hero has going for it. Um, or yeah. potentially. I have faith in it being in an American studio's hands. It's just about like I don't want nobody to change. If like, they take out I, All Might, I'm done. Like you can't take out I'm All Might. You can't. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm not going to hear that. Oh, All Might died five years ago. Hi. Here we are now. Like, okay, sorry. We're going to go down the spiral. And Carolyn, now you, I know you got to get to your live tweet. Yeah, so. no, no, this is fine. It's, I'm listening because it's interesting like, when, for me. You know, all this stuff is always interesting to me. So, like, I'm learning. I'm learning. Like, I know about Hero Academia. My Hero Academia, I think I've seen, like, one episode. But, yeah, so it's, like, but it's interesting to hear he's based on a on an American character. And that would actually mm-hmm. kind of make sense because... Japanese has a very have a very deep fascination with Western culture, especially Western American culture, and like a lot of their like manga characters of for goodness sake, so a lot of them are based on European and Western ideals of beauty, you know, so um, are mm-hmm. exaggerated, I should mm-hmm. say, Western ideals of beauty. So that's why some things that it's I think it's fine that a studio does it, but as I, as we said. It's all about who the writer and the and the director is, because it's all about interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and but the other thing yeah. is, sometimes there's a lot of cultural nuances that that they lose when um, American studios or Ameri- I should say, white yeah um, creators lose yeah. when they try to do adaptations, which is why I will forever I will forever be against an adaptation of Strong Woman Dubansu or um, or Train yeah. to Busan. Because like, there's so on. much yeah. context yeah. in those stories that like when you hear about the things they want to do, like that's not the point. You're missing the whole point of it all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone everyone on Twitter who knows us knows how we all three of us mm. feel about Train to Busan. Yeah. So I just I'm gonna pretend the American one will will never exist in my brain. And I will only refer well, to the Part original two is coming one. up so next. That's year, how I'm processing. So... Mm-hmm. Yay! Yes. It's called um, finally. Ba- it's called Bando, uh. which is um, a Korean word for a peninsula because it, it's this part is going to take place close to the um to the coastline. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, and then I think that's also one yeah. of the reasons why I'm excited for the Cowboy Bebop live action too, is because yeah. as much as that like that is a Japanese anime, um, it's mm-hmm. heavily influenced by American music. Mm-hmm like from start to finish Mm -hmm. and it's a multicultural world which is one of the reasons why i was really excited when Mm -hmm. they announced the cast and you have a latino directing two episodes at least um which Mm -hmm. i think i know which episodes they are (laughs) oh i hope i think i know yeah Mm -hmm. oh because like there are these Uh. pieces in cowboy where they go to different areas that are obviously like have a certain culture to them so like it's Mm -hmm. if they're doing like because uh, it's a mini series, they're doing a condensed piece. Like I can, I can, I can see what those two might be. <laughs> well, yeah, so. I'm just like they so have more really time hyped. to work out any kinks that them. may have arisen. So, unfortunately, because yeah. our poor Doncho got hurt, 
speedy and safe recovery to him. Feel better, um, John I hope Cho. he takes his time to heal fully. Seven yeah, months. I think he's, it's an ACL injury. Those those are not to be taken lightly. Those take. Well, I've had two of those. They yeah. ain't fun. Nope. So he, he can rest up. He can. They can postpone it for as a year. I, I they, can wait. I want him to recover fully, be healed, we come back wait. in tip top shape, and it also gives them time to work with any kinks where they can look back and say, you know what, what we were gonna do is mm-hmm. not that bad, not that good yeah. idea. So let's change it up a bit, which I hope they do. So yeah. <laughs> as as long as he can come back and you know and be okay, and they don't, they better not recast him because no. I want to see him. No, I don't think they will. They can't. So I don't, I don't think, think the, I don't dance. think they will just because the creep. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like because like the good thing is, and and this is the other thing that has going for it is the showrunner. He's not directing anything, but the showrunner is the creator of Cowboy himself. Mm. So like right. that's gonna help guide a lot of the process. But like the 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 only director they have announced, uh, he's also doing episodes of The Rit Witcher. He did episodes of Daredevil mm. and episodes of The Punisher. Mm. So, like, I have faith. Yes, I believe. Keep hope alive. Yeah, Keep hope they alive. got it. So, yes, entirely. <laughs> yep. So, oh, but yeah, so excited. Thank you so much for so, joining us, Carolyn. This was great. No problem. As fun yeah, as always. This is you know, awesome. So, if no one has any other <laughs> objections, um, <laughs> no objections. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. Um, let's do our rates for the movie. Like, what would you got? So, Carolyn, to explain the ratings for you and for any new listeners, the ratings we rate movies or any piece that we've reviewed from the least being good, like a zero is perfect, to ten or more being blackout drunk. So, not saying that you actually had to be mm. drinking at the time if you watched it or not, because I don't think me and Kate gave you the instruction, but typically when we watch these movies, we joke about saying, I, I had to have, like, five shots in order to get through this movie. Yeah, because usually so, they're really bad. Mm. <laughs> and so we decided to choose bad. a rating scale that was, like, how mm-hmm. drunk do I have to be to watch this movie again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm here talking it's... to you. I'm multitasking because I'm here watching Fury so that I nah, can get caught up when we start the live tweet. Because I just yeah. a guy's hand just got chopped. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're a multitasking yeah. girl. Um, so for me, I will say my rating, I will give this a zero. I'm going to say it. The only other movie I've ever given something a zero still, I think, is the Lupin the Third live action adaptation. <laughs> yep. And it's still that because they do, a, they do an amazing job of capturing the world from the video game to the anime to live action and i think it's just really well done i can't i can't really fault it for anything yeah no i i would give it a zero and you don't need to drink anything if you want if you feel like drinking something some soda or some um sparkling cider would be enough Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give it a zero, too. That, it was good. It was fun. It was, like, I mm-hmm. would gladly watch it again. I would, I would actually use this to introduce people to Phoenix Wright. Mm. If there were American that copies of the great... film available. Mm. But there aren't. True. <laughs> there are not. You know, because... Region locks. Don't worry about... Yep. <laughs> Don't worry about how we watched it. <laughs> um, anywho... With that, Carolyn, can you tell the people where they can find you? Can you can find me on Twitter at Carrie, C-N-H-12, C-A-R-I-E. 
I'm, I'm forgetting the R. C A R R I E C N H 12. And on Instagram, I co host. Um, so here's what happened with Lanisha. I also co host a weekly live tweet called Saturday Night Sci Fi every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. We live tweet certain sci fi shows, anime, um, films, TV shows uh, from all over the world. Um, you can read my firm reviews on But Why Though podcast.com, Adam Tickets. Comics be a whole bunch of other sites and yeah you hit me up on twitter uh like lenisha says we talk about thirsting i love i talk about k-dramas k-pop films mm-hmm. tvs anything basically nice and you can find the podcast at dyhd underscore pod it is where we're kind of active we're trying to get better um hit us up talk to us Recommend movies for us because finding these live action adaptations are rough. Um, so yep. let us know which ones you've liked. Let us know which ones you've hated. We are at 700 something followers now. So we have to watch Atla at some point. Yeah. We did this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that will be coming. Do we have to? <laughs> did we have to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, well, the thing is, we also have to watch Ghost in the Shell. Oh my god, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the we live adaptation or the, co- the anime? Because I actually I like adaptation. the anime. I like the, the adaptation. Anime. But see, that's why we made the goal so high. Like, in order to watch that movie, we have to get to 750 followers. We're not putting ourselves through this for free. Yep. And the. <laughs> not that we get paid. The last Airbender was awful, <laughs> so we got to watch that. We've watched. We watched Death Note, Death Note for 250, I mm. think. Yeah. And we hit 250. Should have made which that is higher. Oh, so bad. And then we started episode one with Dragon Ball Evolution. So, like, this all tracks mm-hmm. for how bad we have to watch these The things. grandfather, the, like, the blueprint of terrible live-action adaptations. Yep. Because that's how me and Kate, like, birthed this show when we both said how bad that movie was. And we decided to do a podcast. Yep. Um, that's our origin story. Oh, and also... I forgot to mention myself. Uh, you guys can also find me at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. Um, yeah, everything they said. Uh, we like the, I like the thirst talk things on Twitter, if that's a thing. I'm a thirst fluencer. <laughs> I'm going to claim that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just engage with us on the, either of our podcasts. Uh, web, um, I can't talk. Twitter handles. And uh, I didn't say where you could find me, but you can find me at Oh My Myth Randier. Oh, my bad, Kate. <laughs> where I just my yell bad. about horror and why Oscar Isaac should play every universal monster in existence. That's where I'm at. And Mr. Miracle. And Mr. Miracle. Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scott yes. Free. Yes, but you're, you're, do, you're doing the good work, Kate, because <laughs> that is something that we all need to see, and he should be a vampire yes, at some point. he should. Um, oh, but, so, Caroline, just to give you a heads up, so the way we sign off on the show here is, are you familiar with Dragon Ball Z? A little bit. Yeah, I have. I used to watch it back okay, in the day. So, I usually... I don't know much about the newer stuff. Yeah, so how the narrator would do, like, mm-hmm. next time on, like, that whole, that voice, I usually do the sign-off. So I just wanted to give you a heads up, so if you thought that was weird or out of place when I started doing it. So, anyways, I'm leaving this all in, because visibility. <laughs> Anywho... Will Kate continue to ship me with Dimple? I gotta see who this Dimple is. Mm-hmm. She's I not gotta, I gotta. No, you don't. No? 
This is the no, slimy ghost you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Will I ever get sick of saying objection? No. And will Kate finish watching The Promised Neverland before 2020? Mm. Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I'm sending you a picture in our